What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the BTR podcast. As always, like, comment, and subscribe. And make sure you guys give us a five star rating if you enjoy this on audio platforms as well. And download the podcast on Spotify or any other, whatever audio platform you guys use. Um, without further ado, let's just get into it because it's been a pretty dead sports week for sure. I think this is the first time ever since we started recording that it's been pretty dead. Yeah, we haven't really gotten anything. Like no big news, no big. So- I guess you could say one big soccer signing happened, which we'll get into later, but not nothing like major, right? Like all groundbreaking. But this is the reason we'll get unemployed. To the <laughs> to <laughs> the p- no news at all. To the point where, uh, first of all, we need to be employed. We're not even properly. Employed, yeah. <laughs> but uh, to the point where we're gonna lead off with NFL, and it's not even like major trader signing. It's the situation around the running backs, right? So let's get started into it. So franchise tag extensions have ended. So like anyone that wants to extend um, that have been given the franchise tag, they have, I think it was up to like July 15 that you have, or July 17, I believe. I think it was Monday that you have a time. That's when you have the last chance opportunity to do a long-term extension. And that's when like last pod um, episode, we talked about Evan Ingram. So he, he got his extension in time, right? And a couple of big names, and they all have one thing in common, which we'll get into, have not signed a long-term extension. So now they have to play under the franchise tag. However, they would need to sign, sign the, the franchise, franchise tag, tag in order to play. And those players that have in common are the running backs, Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, and Tony Pollard, the three big ones for right now. I believe Tony Pollard might still sign it. I believe that was the report. I'll double check. But Jacob's the other two are not looking. It's not looking good. Like they're not going to sign the contract. I'm pretty sure Pollard already signed it. Okay, so then Pollard signed yeah, it, like but the other two, the other two haven't. Then I know one of them signed it. Yeah, um, I'm just one thing that shocks me right away is that the New York Giants. I know Daniel Jones is a quarterback, but they paid Daniel Jones before Saquon Barkley, which. Surprised me a little bit. I'm, I'm not surprised because he's the QB. Simple as that. Yeah. It, There's nothing like, more to it. <laughs> but you, clearly when you saw Giants football, it was run through Saquon Barkley. Yeah, so that's the problem, right? Um, first of all, Saqu- um, Saquon, you spent a second, like I said, your second um, overall pick on him. He was the key reason why you guys, they made the playoffs. So yeah, he was the key reason why you guys even made the playoffs. He was finally healthy, which is a key thing right there. And... It depends on what he's asking for. We don't know the contract details. Like, we don't know what um, Saquon's asking for, and we don't know what the Giants actually offered. But what I'm seeing of the reports or, like, the average is, like, almost kicker value at this point. Now, that could be a little skewed because there's only 32 kickers really on a roster. You don't really get a backup kicker unless someone gets hurt. That's when you really... Um, it's usually like, yeah, you get a kicker, you, you cut the other one. Whereas in the NFL, a running back, you usually have like three to four per roster anyways, right? So maybe the average value is skewed a little bit because there are kickers that are on rookie contracts, right? This proves Matt is fraudulent. <laughs> yeah. Matt Matt is never the way. Uh, no, for like running backs, Jacobs is definitely, his value is inflated because of the year he had. Yeah. So with the same with Barkley, Pollard is Cowboys' number one guy now because Zeke is cut. Another thing is you got... People like Zeke, Leonard Fournette, Dalvin Cook, who are unemployed right now. Yeah. They don't have a team, which is even... I'm gonna, yeah, that's what I was going to put. I was going to yeah. literally pull that up as you were talking. Um, so, let me just double check running backs that are currently free agents. Like, you're telling me Dalvin Cook, who has been a top five consistent running back these last few years, is 
has zero team, like no team. And it's like um, when he got released, it was like big deal. It was like, oh, he's going to Miami. He's going here. He's going there. Right? So you you mentioned Ezekiel Elliott, right? Dalvin Cook and Leonard Fournette. Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Is the other big one I could see here. Otherwise, like... That's four... Top tier. That's four teams. Mark Ingram is not, no longer really in the league, I think. Mark Ingram is like... James yeah. Robinson, but he has some legal issues, I think, going on right now. But, like... Well, we'll get, I'm going to reference... Those four... I'm going to reference James Robinson in a second. But, yeah, those big four. Those, like the those big are the four big four. Names. Those, all four of them are capable of being the lead guy in your running game. Right? Um, uh, Kareem Hunt was the best backup in the league, basically. And... Obviously, before his legal issues, when he was in the Chiefs, he was pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, Dalvin Some Cook, say that if he didn't get into the legal issues, the Chiefs would have won the Super Bowl that year. So Yeah, he would, they would, I think they would have. Um, uh, Dalvin Cook, like I said, he's been like top five. And when he's been healthy, like top three consistently these last few years regarding probably, except his last year. Yeah. Um, the years before that, it was like Derrick Henry and then like Dalvin Cook. And then uh, Zeke Elliott, uh, his he wasn't the same as like when he first entered the league, but he was still killing it, right? Yeah. And, he, and he, I'm pretty sure he had a like, better year this year than he did the year pre- prior. You know what the other crazy thing is? So okay, so for those of you guys that are watching, you're like, what the hell are you guys talking about? The running back value in the NFL is like pretty shit in terms of contracts because the way the NFL, um like contract signing and like the CBA works is you, if you're like a rookie, you have like, they have, you have four years of control minimum, right? And then 50 year option. If you're a first rounder, you get 50 year option. Otherwise you have four years. And then you could, if you don't come to an agreement of a contract, you have, you could franchise tag them, right? It's like similar to an RFA in a way, but a little different because the player has the option to sign the franchise tag. Right. Whereas if you're an RFA, you, you could just, someone can match it. Like so franchise take is just, fra- actually, you know, it's, it's actually different because like franchise take is like, literal, no one's really putting you up, giving you an offer. It's just literal control. No one like, I guess, yeah, it's control. You get, you have more control of it's that like, player. It's like you going, you're trying to go somewhere and your parents are like, no. That's yeah, what, exactly. That's what it is. So, like, with RF- and you have no choice, nothing else. An RFA in the NBA and NHL is, whereas the other team could give you a contract and then if your team has a choice of matching it. In this case, it's like you cannot negotiate with the other team, right? The only thing you could really do is um, negotiate a trade. I think there's two types of franchise tags, exclusive and non-exclusive, but we, we don't need to get into that too much. So in this case, Saquon Barkley, obviously you're not going to let him walk for nothing, so you franchise tag him, right? And you get one per team and it's usually the running backs that get it, usually. And the most famous example of someone not holding out was Le'Veon Bell. And he came out recently and said that was like on me. I should have maybe not have sat down. But he was franchise take the first year, played on it. Second year, he was franchise take again, and he did not play. He did get a big contract with the Jets, but... He just fell off. He fell off. So that was the problem there. Now he's a boxer. But the running back... So the running back value is because it's described as the car accident, car crash position. Right, I think Emmanuel Ocho this morning I was listening to Halford and Bruff. Emmanuel, they played a clip of Emmanuel Ocho, and he's saying it's essentially a car crash position because a running back. For those of you guys who don't know football, but I'm sure whoever's watching knows football, is you literally give the ball to the running back and they'll run through like a pile of people, try to get through as many yards. Right, so you're literally crashing into O linemen, D linemen, whatever position player blocking or rushing at you. 
and it takes a toll on your body, right? There's a reason why a lot of these guys get injured. So essentially the owners don't want to pay these guys because they're like, you know what? You could just draft another one, which we'll get into in a second of what that means. And you just franchise tag them, which means you have, you give them like what? So in this case, Saquon Barkley will have $10 million if he signs the contract. So a one year, $10 million. Problem is the running backs want not just more money, but they also want security because of this reason. And if they get hurt, well, the owner's going to be like, well, you're hurt. Why would I pay you? Right? So that's where this, all of a sudden the NFL running back conversation, um, came out of nowhere, but it's been talked about for years, honestly. It's just the reason why it's a big story now is because there's literally nothing else on to talk about. And like a prime example of your point there is in 2018, the best running back in the game was Todd Gurley. Yeah. Two years later, he can't even... Uh, you next, the well, year he doesn't later, even have a contract now. Yeah, no, the year later, he couldn't even get a snap. And then he just became a journeyman because I remember he would go to Atlanta. For like a year, and what, then after that, you felt. How do you think he went anywhere else? I don't think he'd go. Anywhere. Maybe the Ravens, I believe, but that's it. Yeah, but whatever happens, like Todd Gurley was the best pl- running. He was back offensive in the player of the year. I he was offensive player of the year. Rams went to the Super Bowl that year, and then injuries, like you said, because you're running. You're like what, four hundred, three hundred, four hundred pound men. Perfect example: Jonathan Taylor you. of the Colts is a running back. He up before last season, he never missed a game. Last season, he gets hurt because he got an ankle injury. Because anything could literally happen. It doesn't have to take your ball toll on your upper body. You could randomly um, twist your ankle and you're out for like six weeks even. Yeah. Right? Sprain your ankle, twist your ankle, whatever. So the thing... Okay, so here's where the value question comes in on the running back. Because you know how I said, okay, maybe Kareem Hunt for the Chiefs that year could have won the Super Bowl. He said probably easily. It might not be true. Because look at the last few Super Bowl winners. Um... Who wanna like the Chiefs? Isaiah Pacheco, seventh round seventh round pick. They had Clyde Edwards Hilaire on their roster, by the way, who was the first round pick for them, 32nd overall still, right? Great year with LSU and cut him. He, really, he never really he got, got injured and then he also he never really cut, got like started. And he never got started. The year before that was the Rams. Who was it? CJ Anderson? No, not CJ. CJ Anderson, who was? It was a Daryl Daryl Henderson or something. Yeah, Daryl Henderson. Yeah. So like again, names that you wouldn't really think of the best in the game. Um, the year before that was the Bucks. Leonard Fournette. Yes, he was a fourth overall pick, but he wasn't the Leonard Fournette that was drafted. No, fourth he overall. was that in that. In the playoffs, yes. But I'm saying was. when he was originally signed, he wasn't a thousand yard rusher. He propelled his game in the playoffs. Yeah, like right? he, he turned before the that again. The Chiefs. Same thing. Like who who was it really? Right? I don't even remember. The year before that was the Patriots, Sony Michelle. The year before, like, so keep going. The last time a real, like, running back, even Adrian Peterson won MVP, but he didn't win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Right? And then, like, this, um, I'm trying to think. The Seahawks with Marshawn Lynch is the last one I could think of on the top of my head. Right? The Broncos didn't really have a great run. Like, they had CJ Anderson, right? What was his name? Yeah, CJ Anderson. And then, um, after that, it was the, yeah, that's it pretty much. So, like, yeah, Devontae Freeman in the Super Bowl for, uh, and then Atlanta. Kevin Coleman in Atlanta, but they, again, they didn't win it, but that wasn't the reason. But ultimately, you could win a Super Bowl without a top-tier running back because who who was the, who's the best in the game? Christian McCaffrey, right? Last year aside, he didn't do much with Carolina, right? Because this year. Well, that was injuries. But Oh, yeah, so again, the point. That was injuries, yeah. Injuries. Derrick Henry. First round exit, second round exit, didn't make the playoffs last year. Um, Jonathan Taylor this year got hurt. 
the year before that he propelled, but he was my point for Derrick Henry is doesn't even have like a capable quarterback at all. I mean, capable enough to make the playoffs, but you, the goal. So here's their game plan: run Derrick Henry, the old school way, and it's clearly not working because it's a passing league, right? The only way. So here's the, the Saquon one is a little tough because Saquon's one of the best pass catching backs there is, too, right? I would I would say so, and that's what Christian McCaffrey got paid for as well because his ability to pass catch um, out of the back. The problem is Christian McCaffrey did get paid, but then. It's like, okay, well, these guys are getting hurt. You look at the last few years. Excuse me. Um, Super Bowl winners, like I mentioned, did not win. You didn't need a top-tier running back. The Seattle Seahawks, for example, Chris Carson, right? Rashad Penny, no longer there. They drafted Kenneth Walker the third, and they drafted another person this year, right? That's how they're using it. It's literally franchise tag, franchise tag, okay, free agent. There's a reason why no one's picking up Dalvin Cook, which is weird to me. I still think it's unfair, but that's what it is, right? And if you look at the current situation, we're Colts fans. Jonathan Taylor's up for an extension. We love Jonathan Taylor because he he was arguably MVP if they made the playoffs that year, right? With Carson Wentz at the at the quarterback position that year. Yeah, right? he was. He was and, in the conversation. But how would you? Be, I'm gonna look up the contract. But what realistically, what contract would you give? Like, you don't want to also be known as the team. To give a running back a massive contract and then look bad on it. Because look what happened with Le'Veon Bell. The Jets are like, what the, okay, what the hell? You look at it even slightly with Carolina with Christian McCaffrey, right? No, I wouldn't look at Christian But McCaffrey. injuries are still a factor. The, the thing with Carolina themselves are pretty shit. Okay, true, fine. So but my like, Le'Veon Bell point stands. Yeah, Jets were pretty shit too, though. Derrick Henry, they haven't really done much. Yeah, so Derrick Henry, I could agree with. But Le'Veon Bell, Jets are shit. Panthers were shit. Well, they, but what I'm so saying is they paid him, though. They were willing to pay it. So a p- chunk of your salary cap is on that running pack position. Yeah, and no, but because that's, the game has changed. That's not the reason changed, they were bad. But no, but he, it was still a factor. Like, Le'Veon Bell didn't do much either as a running back. At, least, Bell, but at least Jonathan Taylor had carried the Colts that year. I don't McCaffrey played. McCaffrey. Derrick Henry carried the Colts. At least McCaffrey the played. McCaffrey did carry. Yeah, yeah, McCaffrey said I'm not a bad example yeah. by me. But I'm saying, like, Le'Veon Bell. He was arguably the best back in the game. Held out. Got his big money contract that he wanted. But then he struggled himself. Right, so the Jets look stupid for giving him that contract. That's what my point is. Yeah. So if you were a, you're a Colts fan, would you pay Jonathan Taylor what think, he's asking for? Or the thing is, with the, Le'Veon Bell was coming off a um, uh, he didn't play, right? That's one thing, and he's going to a different team. The thing with Jonathan Taylor, Saquon Barkley, uh, Derrick Henry, these guys are top guys, like clearly, like there's there's a class of running backs, right? Like you have those Chubbs, McCaffreys. Taylor's, Henry's, and Barkley, right? And then I'm if I'm forgetting anyone, there's probably a bunch more too. And then there's a drop off. There, there's like those mid tier ones, right? The thing with these top tier quarterback uh, running backs, they are the reason why your offense is clicking, right? Every offense needs a run game, right? The yes, it depends on offensive line. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But the way that these guys get yards is a talent com- that like. Uh, they're very talented in, right? Compared to other running backs in the league. Okay. I typed in top paid running backs and then cap hit. <laughs> I don't know how Christian McCaffrey's contract is structured because it's only a $3 million And that's, I know that's not true. <laughs> so I got to look at his contract um, quickly. But no, so you didn't answer the question though. Would you pay Jonathan Taylor? In this case, let's, yeah, say, so let's like say $17 million I was still going, but then you oh, brought okay, that up. My bad. So the thing is like, these are the running backs that build the team. The team is the offense is built 
with Jonathan Taylor. So the players like these, like Barkley and Taylor, right? You got to, like, how could you not pay them? Because they're the reason why your offense clicks. And it's because of their talent too, right? Obviously, running back position, when you look at it, it depends on the offensive line. But, like, Jonathan, the Colts offense is based on Jonathan Taylor. Okay, so here's my question to you. And that O-line. I don't know how much Saquon and all these guys are asking for. Josh Jacobs was a tough one. I agree with you with that 100%, right? Saquon, I think you should pay him, personally. Because that offense is around Saquon. Here's the thing. Christian McCaffrey is $16 million a year, yeah. average. So that's total $64 million. And again, we don't know how much of this is guaranteed. And Christian I'm McCaffrey is a wide receiver himself. That's what, like, Alvin Kamara, I'm bringing him up next. Yeah. So similar idea, right? 15 mil. I feel like at this point, Derrick Henry's at 12.5 average per year. Nick Chubb, 12.2. Aaron Jones, 11.5. Tony Pollard, 10. Josh Jacobs, 10. Oh, these are the, the, cap- the franchise, the franchise takes. Take, no. So... Christian McCaffrey is 16 mil. I we agree that Christian McCaffrey is the best in the game right now. Yeah, when healthy. Yeah. 100%. So I don't think any of those guys should technically surpass 16 mil. But you know what I how it happens. Like positional markets get reset all the time. You see it in the quarterback position. There's no way Patrick Mahomes should be getting less than Kyler Murray, right? Yeah. So yeah. or Deshaun Watson and all these guys. Daniel Jones, I believe, even or they're close to it. So Chino's up there too. Yeah. So here's the thing. Bijan Robinson's a rookie. He's making 5.48 as a rookie. That's, just, that's much less than 16 mil a year, right? Um, let's just say that's what Saquon's looking for, 17, let's just say. He wants to reset it at 17. It's just a tough thing because nowadays it seems like you need to um, classify your position as Christian McCaffrey is because he, he is literally a slot receiver at times, right? Naeem Hines to a smaller, smaller extent. Debo Samuel. He's classified as a wide receiver, but he played at the back. Literally call him a wide back. Yeah. Right? right? So, it's just like, if you're classified as a running back and you're just strictly running, you're not going to get paid at this point. Right? Which unless is you're, something like, like unless you're at the upper echelons like uh, Nick Chubb. Yeah, but not even, Derek Dalvin Henry. Cook's not signed. Huh? I would argue Dalvin Cook is like yeah, but top Dalvin, five but running But the, the thing with Dalvin Cook is he still got paid. Yeah. Compared to like what? Compared to these franchise type quarterbacks. But now he got released because of like, they yeah, needed yeah. to get rid of the cap hit. Right? And he wants to sign similar money or more. That's the point here, right? Dalvin Cook, um, they were trying to trade him because of his cap hit. And they couldn't, so that's why they that's why they released him. So my question to you is in the running back position, again, do you reset the market with these guys? Do you pay what they deserve? Or should they have a separate CBA for the running back? Because clearly the plan works that the owners are doing or the GMs are doing. You franchise tag and then you play. Found on the franchise tag. By the time the franchise tag is the two years of franchise tag eligibility is up, okay, we don't need you anymore. We're gonna just draft X, Y, Z in the next three, four drafts, right? So, I, like I said, I love Jonathan Taylor. I want to extend him, but to what extent? Like, do you really want to be the guy, the team that gives him twenty million a year? Let's just say he's the first twenty million a year guy, and then he doesn't live up to that. That's the risk. I think that's what these guys are trying to figure out. Because every running back is saying, like, what the hell? Because we know how talented Saquon is. We know how talented Jonathan Taylor is. Um, eventually, all these other guys that are going to get paid. Um, what's his name? DeAndre Swift and all these guys. Just say, I'm just naming people that have not gotten contract extensions yet from that draft class. Eventually, Kenneth Walker, who had a pretty good year. Brees Hall, right? So, yeah, it's, it's tough. But... As a, unfortunately, it's reality. Like it, it, two things could be right. It's unfair, but that's the reality. 
Yeah, the thing, well, my point I'm trying to make is like, if your offense is central around the running game, right, you kind of got to need a top tier running back. But the problem is the top tier, that, if that's your game plan, like your, that's your main game plan going into games, it's not going to get you anywhere, clearly. Yeah, so these are the teams that like, just don't, either don't draft well at the quarterback or have an aging quarterback. Yeah, as no, well. for example, the Titans. Yeah. Um, the Colts. But even like teams that have good quarterbacks and bad running realistically realistically what, what bad is, running backs in terms of talent are winning super bowls or going deep into the playoffs okay no, yeah no but i'll give you a point but i'm saying like there is no running back quarterback duo that's sick right i mean if deshaun watson comes back to his level joe, you can Burrow, joe mixon i guess that's the only one i could think of i mean joe or, Mix- yeah you're right deshaun watson if he comes back to what he's supposed to, what he was before the whole shit happened that's eh. and then nick chubb is obviously probably arguably second or third best in the game right now yeah and then um yeah, Joe Mixon has his off-field well, issues. Well, he has off-field well. issues too. So, um, and again, they they he agreed to a pay cut, I think. Yeah, and then you are uh, Alvin Kamara doesn't really have the best quarterback in the game. He has well, like we'll a find out with Derek top Carr, fifteen is, guy. But and then uh, like Christian McCaffrey got far. They propelled their offense, but they were doing this without Christian McCaffrey. To be honest with you, before they even traded for Christian McCaffrey, they did it with Tevin Coleman, um, Raheem Mostert, with Jimmy Garoppolo as the quarterback. They got to the same spot. Now last year's a different okay. last year's a different situation. It's kind of it's kind of it's, it's a very different situation because that's the only year McCaffrey played. The quarterback was different, but I'm it, just saying. it came to a point where McCaffrey had to play quarterback. Okay, I know I get that, <laughs> but I'm just saying what right now what's physically out there. I know you're right. I'm just saying what's physically out there. What we've seen. Okay, um. So my question to you is, if you were to give advice to a kid, or you have a kid in the future, and they want to play football. Is running back the position you're going to advise him to play? First of all, I'm telling my kid not to play football. Okay, outside right? of that. I, because, outside uh, of that. I'm, uh, I'm not going to see my kid get hurt on the field. Okay. Right? Uh, second of all. But if it comes down to it. I mean. Like hypothetically. I'm just, I just got to let the guy play, man. Like, what he's good. I'm going to be like, bro, you're playing a wide receiver, corner, any of the but running back. Literally. Because that's what the game is trending. Even I was listening to Mike Tanier, I believe, this morning on Halford and Bruff, and he was saying that even in high school, it's becoming pass-centric. Wow. It's becoming pass-centric in American high schools, right? So what does that mean? This isn't the CFL where the run game could help. This is I'm talking about the NFL level. So, yeah. At this rate, might as well just ban running. (laughs) Yeah, but the problem is once that goes, then they will... I feel like it has to come to the point where... Running backs are probably like, okay, fuck this, I ain't playing, <laughs> right? And then they'll realize what the actual value is when you're going to kill the clock. Yeah, right, imagine. That's like- when they ha- you got to realize, okay, you know, for example, the perfect example I think of the top of my head as a Colts fan, Jonathan Taylor against the New England Patriots. Yeah, 100%. Right, the, the- right? like the talent he has, he was one of the few guys that's able to probably do that. I don't know, like, but at the same time, you look at a guy like James Robinson, you could, you could literally, there's a reason why running backs often don't go top, Half. Yeah. Now yeah. in the draft. But, so like what I was trying to say the whole time is just like you have your upper tier running backs, right? Yeah. Which means that that's why I'm like, like that's why I'm surprised that Saquon didn't get paid because he's in the upper tier and also but the he's a focus. But the, uh, what I'm looking at was like those mid tier running backs and like the other ones like that. They're done because like the only people that really get paid are the top ones. Yeah, you're the top right. ones. You're right. Because then they'll look at guys like James Robinson who will go undrafted and do well. Um, last thing before we move on to the MLB, 
quickly though we don't know what saquon's asking for right because realistically though the problem the bigger problem isn't the running back um player it's the problem is what these running backs are asking for and what these owners don't want to pay slash gms don't want to pay it's because clear. 16 million is the highest they're going clearly they ha- they believe that the plan of not paying a quarter a running back is working because it has by winning a super bowl right even like as a Colts fan, I'm, I'll be I, I'll be sad that JT doesn't get paid, but you would have to live with it and understand it, right? You want a top tier running back for sure, but the, again, we don't know. Can you really live with it right now at the moment? But problem is if if Saquon's asking for twenty mil, are you gonna give him twenty mil? If he's if he's asking for seven, exactly what Christian McCaffrey is, maybe I'll consider that. But I know it depends on what they're We asking. as fans, we are like, yeah, we need a running game. We want like the, obviously that's running why game. Went, running it's like game the NBA. Important. Like everybody's getting paid for a three-point game to the point it became three-point layup, like Houston Rockets, for example. But now the mid-range game is back. We like it because there is flexibility on the offense. That's what I'm asking for the running back. I don't want to keep seeing airmail, airmail. Like I want to see play action, which is obviously I know you pass it there, but like RPOs. No, play action is based on based off a run game. Right. RPOs based off the run game, right? Like you want to see guys run. Like we've seen Derrick Henry stiff arm the hell out of like Josh Norman and go for a super, like a touchdown run. Um, same thing with Jonathan Taylor. Same thing with Chris, Nick Chubb, right? So yeah, it's I hope they figure it out because I need we need running backs in the game because if Saquon sits out next year. If, if Josh Jacobs even sits if out Saquon next year, sits next, if Saquon sits out next year, Giants are doing shit. I'm telling you that right now. Yeah, we have to literally Bro, see to believe that the Giants are finishing last in that division. In that case, Saquon needs to hope like, okay, the Giants shit the bed. Yeah, that's what that's what they gotta believe, right? Because if the Giants, let's just hypothetically say Giants make the playoffs again, it's oh, over. then yeah, it's, Saquon, it's over for it's no, over. it's over for all running backs. It's over for running backs. It's yeah. all over for running backs. So if Saquon sits out and Giants are But like, then you also, if you're also Saquon, you don't want to turn into Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> That's the other thing too. But yeah, I've, yeah, obviously, but yeah, but in order to save the position, that's, I guess, Saquon and like other people's best hope because Jonathan Taylor was injured this year. Colts are fucking shit. <laughs> yeah, and right? it also didn't help their old line was asked last year. Yeah, old line was asked too. too but yeah, but like, that's every, a whole different story. Every time you saw John T. Taylor off the field, right? Colts couldn't move the ball for shit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, comment down below what do you guys think of this running back argument because it is something. Like, as, as football like, fans, real. we want to see. Like, old school football was running back heavy. Now, I, I want to see pass heavy game. Don't get me wrong. But comment how you guys believe the league should fix this because we need running backs in the game. Otherwise, it's going to be screwed. You We're need not, a running game. Like nowadays, need... like I like I mentioned, like I wouldn't want my kid to play running back. Yeah. Literally, I wouldn't. Like I would rather have him play wide receiver, quarterback, cornerback. There's a lot of cornerbacks now that are athletic that play. Yeah. Right. So like all these like Bijan Robinson, we know he's promising guy. Let's see what happens in like, a couple of years and they change it up. But yeah, that's enough of that. Um, we know we might continue this on next pod. Just if you see any updates on this, but as of right now, just final say. Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs have not signed the franchise tag. So as of right now, it looks like they won't be playing next year. Yeah. Okay. So let's go. Let's go to the MLB, um, which is weird because we ain't talking NBA and NHL much today. But MLB. Um, first up, we have a trade. We got a trade to announce. Um, nothing major though. Uh, but because the trade deadline is um, August first, and. The Orioles, who I expect to be buyers now, first of all, they're tied for. I think they have the tiebreaker. They, they have are the first lead. place. They have. They have. They the, have caught to the 
Rays. 27 and 9 start Rays. The win percentage is. And like, the Blue Jays are pissing me off because if they had just won these two games, then they would have been up there with them. Goddamn hitting. They cannot hit the ball uh, at all. Let me quickly pull it up here. Bro, the Orioles. I think so the Orioles are acquired Fujinami, Shintaro Fujinami. It's from the Oakland Athletics. Athletics. Right? Which makes sense because it's the athletics and they're going to be big time sellers, even though they don't really have pieces like they used to before. Um, for a minor league pitcher in Easton Lucas, now he has experience starting, but he's going to come off the bullpen. Just that's where he propelled best. It's the athletics. His numbers are shit because of the beginning of the season athletics were it got better as time went on. I remember him pitching as the Blue Jays once. Oh, I know that he has a hundred mile per hour fastball. So. It's a good add to the bullpen. Orioles clearly have a good system going there. They pitching is a little weak, but starting pitching. Yeah, the starting pitching is a little they weak. Have like, they have a so they're a team that I could see target Marcus Stroman, for example. Um, but yeah, so Lucas Giolito yeah, could be like available. The, guys like that, Joe Musgrove if he becomes available, or I don't. Blake Snell. But yeah, so th- that's just the first trade. Nothing much to get into, but trade season has started. Speaking of trades, last pod, thank you guys for the support, by the way. Shohei Otani, the trade is a small trade update. And the trade update is that the Angels will not trade Otani to their cross-city rivals, the L.A. Dodgers. Um, I don't know how much of this is a bluff to make them overpay a little bit. doesn't even make sense because if you trade them to the Dodgers, it's not going to really affect you anyways. Yeah, like you guys are not even going to make the playoffs. Even I know, though, like, thank you for helping the Blue Jays, though, by beating the Yankees. But um, I guess they're trying to find someone that will convince them to sign long. Like, would you rather trade him to the Blue Jays then? Or the, I don't know, Blue the Mariners? Jays, Blue Jays literally. Or the Mariners or the Yankees? Like, the Dodgers make more sense. He's out of your division. I get it. You're cross-city rivals. Don't get me wrong. But how often do you guys play each other, right? So, um, and I get it. LA versus LA rivalry week. We have that going on in New York. New York is the same thing. So it's still a heated debate, right? Chicago and Chicago. I still think he ends up a Dodger one way or another. Whether we traded this year and signs next year, um, Adnan Verk predicts that he won't even get traded, which is gonna be pretty bad for the Angels. If that happens, it's it's gonna be horrendous, right? So, um, who would be the more who would be the bigger laughing stock, the Angels or the Athletics? Angels. Angels, right? You have the two best players in the game and you haven't made the playoffs. No, no, but it's like, especially if Otani goes for nothing. Yeah, even worse. But I'm just saying even just that alone, they have the two best players in baseball and you can't do shit with them. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know how much of this managing, how ownership or whatever the case may be. But yeah, um, that's just a quick Otani update. We'll see if he actually gets traded. I still think he's a Dodgers one way or another. But I just, um, yeah, I, I can see a team like, I don't know, Cincinnati just who have prospects just give up pieces or even Baltimore. Baltimore is, Baltimore it, is Baltimore a team I can see giving up, up pieces just to for a maybe a postseason run. That's all. Um, and think of, like you're, only, you're getting two people with Otani. Yeah. Right, like you're getting a starting. Oh, I don't know if I asked you this last time. A good starting pitcher and a yeah. insane batter. How long do you think? He, he's definitely going to bat longer than he pitches. You could agree with that. Yeah, right? 100%. How long do you think he pitches more for before it gets like he starts breaking down a bit? Because keep in mind, doing two things at once at his level, it's hard to sustain. And he's only like, it is he's hard. 28, 29 now, I think. I think, he, I think he's got a good, like, three. If he sounds like a 10-year contract, at least four or five years four of pitching. The, four years of the contract will be both. He'll At least, I think he'll be doing both. Is he going to be strictly DH a, after, or is he going to learn first base like everybody does? I mean, he's probably got a 
kind of need to learn a position, no? Probably first base. Yeah, probably that's first where everybody base, goes, yeah. like Joey Votto and all these guys. Yeah, the like, because Otani literally has no position. Man. Very quickly, Baltimore. If he stops pitching. Baltimore buyers most likely because I feel like Baltimore are going to be the Seattle Mariners last year. Try to target that Luis Castillo type guy. Get their like the their big starting pitcher. Yeah, like their ace. And if Shane Bieber is available. Yeah, he's another guy available. That's that's the guy okay, to go after. We'll talk about this more next week, actually, just because. Um, but very quickly, Atlanta Braves, they should just stay put. No, they could always add like bullpen Small pieces. Piece. If they I want. mean, I'm talking about like big moves. Yeah, they're not. I mean, they could if they, they want to, could, but, but there's no point realistically. By the way, your the Phillies are second place now. So your yeah, Phillies are Phillies are going good now. But yeah, um, next up in the baseball news, um, unless something happens right now, is Rob Manfred has extend is looking like to be reelected for commissioner. A lot of this has to be because. You know, this um, Rob Manfred is the owner's boss, so they'll vote him in if it's a good thing. And the revenues went up. That's all the owners really care about. And obviously, these new rule changes are a big factor of that. For example, on a Wednesday night, the Blue just sold out their stadium today. Yeah, as well. For a game, yeah, maybe aftermath wasn't the greatest, but I'm talking about like actually revenue wise, it's, it's big. That's huge. Right? So big teams like this will always sell out. And yeah, so it looks like he'll get reelected. And the last thing is a little funny story. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Just Mariners. across the border, the Seattle Mariners. So those of you guys don't know Seattle, um, when they ever they play the Blue Jays, it's usually people from where we're from, Surrey, Vancouver area. They would go down the, to Seattle across the border and watch pretty much invade, um, what's it called now? T-Mobile. T-Mobile. I remember that Safeco. T-Mobile um, Park. And... You know, Mariners fans would be pissed, blah, blah, blah. Now, I don't know if, if it just became big big situation now because I've heard it happened before where they're, the Mariners, and they actually tweeted a picture. You guys should check it out. To, um, tweeted, not the Mariners tweeted, like some baseball account tweeted that the Mariners team store at the stadium are, so this is not like some random sport check type vibe down there. Like the actual team store. Like the actual team store in the arena or, uh, or in the park. Is selling. They have a section selling Blue Jays gear. Now, obviously, the Mariners ownership side of things is smart. Yeah, it is smart. But it's kind of stupid if you look at it as a fan base. It's no wonder Mariners fans hate Jays fans yeah, or Jays in general because then you got two Mariners players. Uh, Paul Sewell tweeted, uh, "What the hell Crawford. is this going on?" And then JP Crawford, JP Crawford, and like all the fans shaking my head. And all the fans obviously spoke out on this, and literally less than twenty four hours later, it got changed to Mariners gear. Which it should be, right? But, like, imagine going to a Canucks game and you see, like, I don't know, Vegas shit there. Yeah, it's stupid. Or, like, it, it's a team who's, like, store. the closest rival? Like, uh, Seattle shit there now. Yeah, it's a, it's a Canucks store. It's got to be Canucks. Yeah. Like, it, obviously, this case is Mariners. So it's, it's a Mariners store. It's got to be Mariners stuff. Yeah, right? so, like, I understand the Mariners weren't that relevant, but still, <laughs> now they're kind of are. But yeah, it was pretty funny to see though. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, whenever we go down, whenever we get the opportunity to finally go down to Seattle to watch a Jays game. You know who should do that? The Athletics. Exactly. <laughs> just <laughs> they get, just might whatever, as well, the owner's a bitch anyways for like, not, apparently like he's avoiding City Hall and stuff. That's why they're moving. And City Hall, people are like, the mayor's like, well, they're not communicating with us all properly. How the, what the hell could we do to help, right? Yeah, so, and then, I mean, nothing, just whoever's away team just... Uh, get their jerseys in there. Like they're in the same division as Angels, right? Yeah. Right. Otani jersey just fill it up. 
Who cares about yours? Just fill out the whole store with Otani jerseys. But I think the Mariners is like, it's a, it's a different division too. So yeah. Huh? The uh, Mariners. Oh yeah, Mariners and Jays are in different ones. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was a funny story. You guys should check it out on Twitter. It's it's. Uh, now you see why now i actually see why mariners fans hate the jays because <laughs> <laughs> that mainly like, i don't I, if it was about them coming down to um the park that's bullshit that's your fault for not buying tickets or whatever yeah sell the stadium but if it's because um the store stuff i get that but here's the thing seattle needs to do a better job promoting in canada by canada i mean bc Whenever you go to like sport check or even like wherever you work, I'm not gonna disclose it, but like there's clothes there, um, and then other sports um, memorabilia spots like uh, jersey spots. You do see Mariners gear? No, I don't. Right, you see Seahawks gear. I see Seahawks. And I get it. There's no Canadian um, football football team. team, but still, they still sell a lot of Seahawks stuff and other team stuff at the sport check or whatever, and. You, there's no Mariners stuff to found. So I believe the Mariners should promote in BC so you could have that BC fan base. Because here's the thing. If you can't tell, like, we, yeah, we're Jays fans, but we're not a fan of Toronto media, for example, right? But all our cousins hate the Jays because of Toronto. Because of Toronto, yeah. We just like it because of the players. And, like, that's the team I just grew up There's watching. The team you watch, Yeah, right? I grew up watching you, same thing like, with clearly, the Raptors. I, I've, you can see the Toronto fans are just, like... Like Raptors, right? They were yeah. booing Kevin Durant when he uh, tore his Achilles. Yeah, you didn't Raptors agree with that, but you're still a fan of the players. I'm still like, I like the team, obviously, but like. Yeah, so you could have easily swayed people to become Mariners fans if that was the case as well, to compete it. Now, to many people's eyes, it's Canada's team because technically it is Canada's team because it's the only team in Canada. Um, even though <laughs> Toronto had competition with Vancouver and then and the Jays had competition with the Expos, but yeah, they should just do a better job marketing, in my opinion. I mean, it's boohoo <laughs> in, in that sense, but like in terms of the team story, yeah, that, that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, jokes. All right, moving on, quick fire quickly. Um, big news right before we started recording. Massive news in the fight game. UFC 294 in October has been two big fights have been announced. I'm gonna double check if anything else has been announced. It's in Abu Dhabi, and there's a rematch. Um. Islam Makachev will defend his belt. No, it's not against Volkanovski, but it's against Charles Oliveira, who's coming for a vengeance. We saw him, not we, we didn't see him physically at the arena, but he wasn't here in Vancouver and dominate that fight in yeah, classic Oliveira fashion. Darwish, uh, was it first round? Yeah. Right. Oh, uh, just thing with Oliveira fights, they're, they're just all out. Like yeah. brawls, right? Like, Punches, people getting knocked down, getting back up. Like Oliveira getting knocked down, getting back up. Same similar thing in the Makachev yeah. fight. And, and just tapping out. Yeah, and obviously he's coming for vengeance because he lost his belt. Well, technically he didn't have the belt because it was the Gaethje fight. You know, if it wasn't for the belt. But um, yeah, let's see if he could reclaim it. He has the capabilities too. Yeah, for sure he does. And I know he's he's probably your like top two, top three fighter, favorite fighter. Yeah, I liked watching him. So. Yeah, um, excited for that fight. But the second one is also a big one. Um, Paulo Costa, middleweight belt. And there's a guy moving up in weight that everybody wants to see after his last performance with the heel turn, I guess you could say. And Hamzat or Hamzat Shemaev. I hope I'm not butchering it, but that's how I'm going to say it. Um, in a middleweight belt. So he's go- moving up in weight as well. So th- those are two massive fights that have been announced. Yeah, it'll be fun fights to watch. Yeah. It's in Abu Dhabi, so it's definitely going to be an early fight. Yeah, it's going to be like midday for us, right? 
Most likely. Yeah, it sucks. Um, well, whatever. I'm going to just double check if there's anything else. Uh, and then the third co-main event, we got a brother battle between me and you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, so that, well, that's what that's what have been announced. So a lot of good fights coming up, at, you know, at the end of this month. It's um the BMF belt comes back, so we'll get ready for that. Um, NBA is in a quick fire conversation because there's literally no news that I see other than these random rumors. And I'm not going to go over those rumors. It's the same rumors over and over. I think the only thing we forgot to mention was Jalen Brown could be the highest paid player in the NBA soon at seventy million a year <laughs> if he gets o- if he gets offered that by the seventy Celtics. million a year. Yeah, that's what it looks like. And then next year, Jason Tatum will break it most likely. Wow. But um, the news that we're going to just quickly say is nothing big. We didn't really watch much of the summer league, but the Cavs won summer league. Um, Evan Mobley's brother Isaiah Mobley was the MVP of the game with a double double, but MVP of overall um, uh, summer league was Cam Whitmore, the, the guy steal. who fell. But the, you, you want to hear a fun fact? All the people that have won Summer League MVP haven't been an All-Star yet. Never mind. It's not a steal. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Hart was one. But Josh Hart's uh, still good. Lonzo Ball. But they're good players. I'm saying they yeah, weren't like All-Stars. Players, yeah. like, they weren't like studs. Lonzo Ball won Summer no. League MVP? Yeah, that year on oh, the wow. Lakers. It was uh, Kyle Kuzma. He got injured, then Kyle Kuzma got the MVP for the finals. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, I think, I don't, I'm pretty sure Colin Sexton may have won it, but... From what I've heard and I saw the list, it was no guy really has was an all-star or like that caliber player yet. So you might, you might take that back a little bit for now. <laughs> Career. Kevin Knox is summer league MVP. Perfect, perfect example. So, Cam Whitmore will be an all-star. <laughs> All right. Um, let's move on to the last couple of topics here. We might actually finish under an hour for once, like we said. We're close to it. I know it. But uh, We're probably not. Okay, <laughs> but probably not gonna be like an hour thirty. But oh yeah, it's not gonna be hour. Soccer. Um, let's just run through this. Nothing crazy. Um, big um, news though, like we alluded to nothing earlier. Nothing crazy, and they got like the highest paid center back. Well, uh, it's transfer. not disclosed yet. Huh? It's not disclosed it's not yet. We assume yet? it. But your boy, you love. Now you're gonna Josco Gordiel. Um, man. you're gonna have your D hop moment of me <laughs> like last time. Josh Gordiel is officially a Man City player. Another left-footed center back joins that team with Ruben Diaz, who is killer for them, and Americ Laporte, who's probably going to get sold um, now. But And then you're pairing them with John Stones, Kanji, and there was one more guy. Ake. Ake, who's also left-footed, I think. So, <laughs> they have many center backs, man. What the hell? Um, yeah, so your thoughts quickly as a, as a United fan here? Rich get richer, right? Yeah. Like... Uh, you probably are the best young center back in the game right now. And who has a, clearly has a potential to be the best center back in the game in a couple of years. Um, he just like, he has it all. Like he has, he's big. He could run. He has some pace. He's left footed. He has his uh, footwork set out. He has his, uh, obviously him being big, clearing the ball, heading the ball away. Uh, he could win, go in physical. And then, uh, last importantly, he could play the ball. Yeah. So, you want to say it or shall I? <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, there's still the team to be. You still have the freaking robot as striker in Holland. So, um, but they they kind of diminished a lot of pieces though. So, literally, what I'm getting into now is Riyad Mahrez is off to Saudi, another guy running to Saudi, and. They also lost Ilkay Gundogan to Barca. Ilkay Gundogan, Bernardo Silva's rumored to leave. So those are still key losses. But 
again, they'll probably find ways to add pieces like they normally would. So, um, uh, speaking of Saudi, Mitrovic is ready to hold out on Fulham for a Saudi move, which is kind of weird to say. Hold out because they Fulham. want like they're demanding a shit ton of money, and they know it's not that realistic. And that's that's the same thing with the running back. So a situation I quickly want to mention: Austin Eckler mentioned, um, like, okay, I don't get this. Like, they want to tr- uh, not pay me, but then they're asking for like first round picks for me. So pick one: am I valuable or am I not valuable? Right. Yeah. So in this case, that's what's happening with the Mitrovic situation. Um, they're asking for like like Alex Tellez has gone too, and he's gone for four mil. Like I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> right. So. Um, yeah. Oh, that, oh shit, I should have mentioned the Eckler thing earlier, but it's it, it's. Oh, fine. it's all good. You said it on now. Now. Yeah. Um. That was funny. Big, Olam and Mitrovic, <laughs> out of all the yeah, out of all the teams. <laughs> big news, out of Manchester United land though. So, Marcus Rashford had a looming extension, or was he gonna leave? And he officially extended five more years. Manchester boy from as I think seven year old, and he rejected more lucrative offers, I'm pretty sure one of them from PSG, um, to stay at United. And with the season he had, with the coach he had, we only hope for better things. Benny McCarty was a big factor in that. And obviously, Ten Hag, who's becoming ruthless and get trying to get his way. Um, Bro, we signed Johnny Evans, so we can't play Maguire in the, <laughs> in the preseason. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we have Johnny Evans for the short term and see if he actually it's stays for the long like term. Like short-term deal. <laughs> it's like, funny. Guardiola City. Then we get Johnny Evans, and then we get Johnny Evans. Who's a who's a better center back? <laughs> hey, apparently he um, yeah. But it's sad to see that Eric Bailly's gone because he was not in that tour. But to Eric, America. Eric Bailly's a goat. All right. <laughs> yeah, that red card was nice. It was. He's got to be physical, <laughs> Every, man. Search up Eric Bailly red card for Marseille. You got to be physical in this yeah, game, right? As a center um, back, your physicality's got to be your top stat. Right? Yeah. You got to let him know who's boss. Uh, okay, let's move on to some happy news. Again, on the kind of Man United side of things, Ajax fans, Edwin Vandersar is still in the hospital, but he's no longer in the ICU. He tweeted, um, he's hoping to come home soon. And he tweeted a picture with his wife. He looks happy that he's getting better, um, hopefully healthy, or mm-hmm. as soon as possible. So Yeah, that's just good so news So that's good to hear. hear. Um, and then let's move on quickly. Let's, we already recap, really, sorry, previewed this, but the Women's World Cup is... At the time of this recording today, literally in a few hours, you're going to see Canada, you know, representing Canada over here, um, play Nigeria. That's a Davy shirt. Still Canada. He's representing, he's representing the men's side. <laughs> okay. Um, no one needs, no one, you have no proof. <laughs> but uh, no. Um, Just turn around? No. no. <laughs> uh, Can- Canada, um, obviously, a couple of things. Um, our prediction is they'll probably end up making the quarterfinals hopefully that's the highest i think i'll i think i'll go there's a lot of bullshit drama behind the scenes injuries janine becky yes it's still a big loss but def- are they gonna they're probably gonna be the classic Mourinho defensive style like they did in the olympics that's what i'm hope not hoping for but that's what i'm probably they're gonna grind out wins um predictions quickly who's gonna win it all are you going with the usa I mean, I or are you, okay. Favorites of the USA, you admit that it's USA. Yeah. Are you gonna stick with them to win it all? Yes. Okay. Other I than guess. the USA, who would you say will win? Uh, I mean, England is looking pretty nice. They won the Euros as well. Uh, another one I would say is probably Germany. Yeah. I think that was the Euro final too. 
Yeah, I'd probably go with like one of those two. Yeah, I'll go with England. They at least brought it home, unlike the men. So, um, I'm I'm gonna go bold prediction. I think uh, England will actually win it all. You know, without bias being Canada, obviously, but um, but go Canada. <laughs> Canada's gonna win it all. <laughs> um, Imagine the scene Sinclair scoring a finals winner. Yeah, like Christine Sinclair was sixth World Cup legend, obviously. And then uh, for Brazil, Marta, I think, is in her sixth World Cup as well. Yeah, so there's a it's actually be a fun tournament to watch, which is good. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad we have something to watch at least. Now the problem is the other games are like at three a.m. our yeah, time. Yeah, it's in Australia. Man. Five a.m. our time, so that's gonna be annoying. But yeah, so like I mentioned, we kind of recapped it la- or previewed it last time. Um, we tried to bring on a guest, but it didn't work out. But what the hell, man. <laughs> so we definitely need to build our name up. But um, our prediction, like I said, I think in- I'll say England will take it all. Excuse me, you're sticking with the U.S. Yeah, but, it's going to be U.S. Um, yeah, moving on quickly, NHL. Three signing or two signings happened. And uh, one, I'm going to get your thoughts on this third thing that we have on the board there. Um, Ross Colton avoided arbitration, I believe, four by four, uh, some four by four contract, four I years, sixteen mil. Four by four, yeah. Um, that's that's the one news. Um, and then Jets got Gabe Lardy locked up for and another bridge deal. Like we, we were talking Two a years, lot, yeah. we were talking about this last pod that I feel like this is the season of bridge deals because of the possible cap going up. Yeah. So and, then Lardy got two year, I think six point eight AAV around there. Six point eight seven five. Like I don't know what these yeah. numbers are, but. Um, not AAVs, no, not six point eight seven five AAV. I mean, uh, total, yeah. Yeah, so two years, three point four three seven five. Just add more numbers to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the reason why this is such a big deal now is um, arbitration is starting, and those of you guys that don't know what arbitration is, essentially, if I'm the manager and then Jobin is a player, Jobin's demanding, let's say, he wants like two million dollars sorry 20. i'm saying i want to pay him two million dollars and i want but your camp is saying we want five million dollars essentially 20. we're going to an arbitrator which is like a i want new, 20 like a mediator no, shut up <laughs> make it realistic here um pretty much i'm poised he's gonna paste uh, show his case showcase his points of why he should be getting five mil a year and then i'm gonna be like nah he sucks essentially <laughs> <laughs> this is what he's bad at this is what he was struggling with this is what he was like behind the scenes you're pretty much shit talking the other player we experienced it as js fans with marcus stroman twice one time he won the arbitration and one time he lost the arbitration and the no you guys want to avoid arbitration is because um you you're, just don't want a disgruntled star you're gonna, in the locker you're gonna room. diss your own player yeah and like you're disgr- basically you're um, disgruntled like, your own star um uh this guy's shit i want to pay him and Five the million. reason why I'm bringing this up is, so I have Ilya Samsonov on our notes here. So, Elliot Friedman reported that what the arbitration numbers are, right? So, normally, at times, I've seen, like, you know, arguably, you want $3 million and I want to pay you, like, I don't know, 2.15 or something like that, right? Something close. Something close, right? Here's, here's the Ilya Samsonov one. And in this case, I think Samsonov has most of the leverage. Uh... They're $2.5 million apart, first of all. Samsonov apparently came in at $4.9 million. That's what he wants. Yeah. While the Maple Leafs filed it at $2.4 million. <laughs> so you can see that $2.5 million, essentially $5 million or $2.5 million. Let's just say like that, right? In my opinion, Samsonov has the leverage because A, he helped them. He was their number one goalie. Yeah, he was their number Matt, one goalie. Like, what are you going to go on to Matt Murray or uh, Wolf? I think it was no Wall John John Jonathan Wall. Yeah, I was like Wall. Yeah, and then Wall himself. So Samsonov literally has leverage. He's gonna be like, okay, you don't pay me. What are you gonna do? Are you gonna try to Vegas it with that team? 
with that defense? <laughs> no way. Exactly. You ain't Vegas thing. Or are you gonna make like a ba- massive blockbuster trade? It's funny with all the goalies that they had, which yeah. was mainly like Freddie Anderson. They uh, they finally made it. Obviously, with like, Samsonov. they finally made it through with Samsonov. Obviously, I don't know who they had like before. I think they had Reimer who like won the Boston series. Yeah. Yeah, but they finally made it through with Samsonov. So I was like, are you really gonna let that guy go? Yeah. So it, it, it's strange, but yeah, we finally found someone who played decently well behind your shitty defense and uh helped you get out of your embarrassing embarrassing like very yeah. very embarrassing run but i don't think samsung should get 4.9 million personally so they're gonna obviously come, they still have time to come to an agreement which i believe they will and they should because if samsung is getting 4.9 million you're in trouble with the cap right there so I mean, they're already in trouble with the cap. Yeah, yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, I don't think he's a $4.9 million goalie. He's not. Yeah, like, I think $3 million is fair, right? Yeah. So, um, I feel like they'll come to an agreement. I feel like that's their way of maybe um, middling the gap there. But, yeah, so this is... So uh, does, it, like, does arbitration have to be one or the other? Like, kind of not? I, I don't know that fully. Like, uh, the, like uh, what if they're like, yo, you, you both are idiots, you're both wrong. But I feel like it million. has to be one or the other because they're filed. Yeah, right? it's filed like that. So, who knows? It depends on the judge, but it's it's a funny time a for judge. sure. It's a, it's a funny time for There's sure. A judge Judy or something? Not judge, but like some the mediator, whoever the yeah. arbitrator is. Uh, it's essentially like a judge. Like you're you're making a decision for them, right? So, yeah, it's it's a funny time hearing arbitration just because of this. It's like you want to avoid it at all costs. Yeah, hundred percent. So, you want to avoid it. Like, um, but yeah, um, there's nothing much else. We hope you guys enjoyed because this was probably more on the boring side of things, but our running back debate was definitely up there. So make sure you guys comment down below on that. Um, we need to be better at our outros, that's for sure. <laughs> but um, anything we missed, big comment down below. Um, but, you know, other than that, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. Peace.